Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and the latest updates on the Kanye West and Taylor Swift feud. <laughs> I literally know nothing about that. I'm not going to lie. I just nothing. It's There's than enough than feuds that I'm part of. I just really can't even <laughs> start another one. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly and Matt Polly. Hello. And with us today is special guest, Reverend Daniel Storrs. Hey, everyone. Uh, Daniel is a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a little bio because I always do bios and don't tell people. He I'm creeps on people. And then I totally creeps on people. That Facebook request you got was all. And it's everybody's creepy. Maybe I'll learn something yes. about myself. So uh, Daniel is a progressive Catholic priest, active in Christian ministry for over 15 years, focusing <laughs> on Wikipedia page critical or? theology and human equality. He has a ministry background in charismatic evangelical and Eastern Orthodox churches. He was ordained a priest on the holy island of Lindisfarne. You got it. Which that's that? freaking amazing. That? <laughs> I was ordained in like a church basement in Bloomington, Indiana. Here's <laughs> beat mine. It's uh, kind of between England and Scotland. Wow, that's that's but awesome. Daniel is also a member of the Progressive Christian Alliance. He also ministers in cooperation with the Ecumenical Catholic Communion. He this is as robotic as this has ever been. I've though. never felt so legit in my life. That's right. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like you're way cooler than we are. No like, kidding. Good he, Lord. He pastors uh, the Bloomington Inclusive Mass, um, and you can find him on uh, Twitter at radical underscore priest. Um, and then on Facebook, he's uh, facebook.com slash inclusive efficient. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Does a lot of weddings. Yeah, man, you go all over the place. Yeah, and here's where it gets creepy. <laughs> Wait, it wasn't already. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. uh, I'm, so, also, I'm so scared right Daniel, now. <laughs> Daniel recently saw both the uh, new Ghostbusters movies and Star Trek movies oh, as well. Good. Yes, I did. And uh, What did you think? I haven't seen them. Uh... Oh boy, it's a tough one. So I mean, I love Star Trek, and there were aspects of it that I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a gay character finally. Sulu turned out to be gay, and you see his husband and child. Really? And that just literally. Spoiler! Brought spoiler! Yeah. <laughs> Back spoiler. up, rewind. Don't listen to this part. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been all over social media. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It I haven't uh, seen that. That's that's cool. Um, Let me tell you, I saw the movie. Didn't notice. Oh, well, there you <laughs> didn't go. Didn't even notice. <laughs> totally went <laughs> soft. And Ghostbusters, I thought was terrific. I want to see Truly that. I want to see that. I like the two. I've never been a Star Trek fan, but the, like the newest two movies were like were just really good movies. Mm-hmm. Like really fun to watch. And yeah. I want to see this new one too. I would say this third one continues in the same vein. Good, you'll enjoy it. Good. Is yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch in this one? No. 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 Khan is gone. That sucks. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a card carrying Cumberbitch. So <laughs> you know. Yep. <laughs> Well, there's that. Um, the Sulu's gay. What more do you need than Sulu being gay? <laughs> well, I know. I mean, that too. But yeah, it's fine. But... Okay. I don't know. I like, I like Benedict. We're, my wife and I are watching Sherlock again for oh, like yeah. the third time. Good show. It is. That's the one with uh, The Hobbit in it, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, The Hobbit. Yep, yeah. That's also, it. Also, Martin Freeman. Also yes. a good actor. Yeah, also, um, John Tim from The Office. Yes. Yes. Are you done? Are you done creating? Yeah, uh, so that, that's, that's all I've got for <laughs> I mean, that's his... That's all. That, that was that's all. That's plenty. <laughs> that was an effort. Yeah. Uh, like, so, it's all those accomplishments, and I'm like, I didn't kill any kids as a youth minister. That's all right. You know, <laughs> I successfully did not molest anyone. <laughs> that's so right. That's, well, that's, that's bonus, too. Way to, way, to, way to win them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I, I remember um, when you were... I'm so afraid of what's going on. It's the Michael face. When you were in uh, ministry, you always talked about getting a shirt that said, I touch children. That no, that was me. I touch kids. We and my friend were going to get lives. Lives on that. My friend and I were joking. He worked for Youth for Christ, and we would go eat lunch at the high school with the kids, and we always felt like total creeps because, like... You felt like you walked in, and, and most of the teachers knew us, but like the people working in the lunch are like, you would feel like they're trying to match your name on the sex offender registry or something. Mm. Like, it's <laughs> weird. It's like, we were talking about just playing up to that, like at some point. Yeah, I like, touch we kids touch on the kids, front. Dot, 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 dot. Live. Yeah, because pedophilia is a funny joke, guys. <laughs> You're going to hell. That's not really what I was going for okay. with that. But. Uh, I don't know why I brought that up. Yeah, no, neither. So, um, <laughs> but I'm so glad you did. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so we're going to go uh, and talk about what we're drinking. This is really about the whole podcast. This is basically how it goes on the entire thing. So um, This round is on uh, the Pastors Pub, so support yeah. us on patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, you can be yeah. in the Pastors Pub. It's awesome. awesome. So much fun, man. It's like the only... Like By the way, you, get, you get an automatic ticket into it because nice. you're a guest. Yes. Nice. It's, it's like just the only part of Facebook where you doesn't can have blow. a discussion and there's not trolls. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's so it's, it's wonderful. It literally is just... You can just so bring up wonderful. whatever and you're not... Yeah. You'll get maybe some disagreement, but it's never going to be like... Trump 2016 or something. <laughs> You're like, you know what I'm saying? Or like, whatever. If it is, it's an ironic. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Guys, I didn't even show you my, oh, my no. awesome socks. Oh, he I, told me I, about... I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where did you get the Very socks? patriotic. <laughs> yes. Can we get a picture of those? A, we'll, we'll put a picture we'll put a post, of those. We'll post so a picture I wore of special... I actually bought these socks yesterday because I thought I have to wear these they're, today. Just to describe them, they're red, white, and blue. American flag with, with, an e- with a bald eagle on them. <laughs> with an so. eagle's head, yeah. Doing your part to make America great again. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. That's, that's what it's about. It is, yeah. going to make this podcast great again. Yeah, he's going to start building a wall in his yard. <laughs> when he goes out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... By the way, I did, it's not my news feed. Did anybody see where... The, somebody built a wall around Trump's yes. star of fame. Star no, I miss that. Dude, I mean, it was like a concrete <laughs> yeah. wall yeah, all the way around wow. his star, and it had barbed wire yeah. around the top. Just so good. Yeah. That is just the best kind of trolling ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you drinking? What are you oh, got? me. Uh, yeah. I'm having the Tax Mango from Taxman Brewing Company in Bargersville, Indiana. Daniel, have you had any of their stuff? I have had a few. Okay, so, so you've got good. to get up to, I know you're a appreciator of fine beers. Um, <laughs> Belgian style pale ale with uh, brewed with with actual mangoes. It's really good. And it is actual mangoes. They just they don't make a bad beer. Really don't. My no. wife grew up in Ecuador and she calls them mangoes. Really. And every time she does, I tell her it's mangoes. You're, <laughs> you totally regret marrying her. Because <laughs> I think I would. You are in America now. Speak American. <laughs> I tell her. <laughs> Once You're, again, about that wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to keep the Ecuadorians out. There. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Sarah, we're building a wall to keep yes, you out, just in yeah. case you wondered. <laughs> All right, Matt, what do you have? Uh, I'm having the New Belgium uh, Mothership Wit. Uh, it's Whit. just a, it's just a wheat beer, but man, it's it's a really crisp. I actually, one. I hate wheat beers, and that's really good. It, it, <clears> I love wheat a lot beers. of wheat beers are cloudy. I mean, I do too. A lot of them are cloudy. They feel a little thick. This one's really crisp. Like it's yeah, it's, it's nice. a really tasty wheat beer. And so. it's only four point eight percent, so you can drink it pretty much. Well, I did three shots when I got home because I had that kind <laughs> Matt, of day. Matt's had a day. So <laughs> yeah, a day. it was a thirteen hour work day. So once we get to F U F Y, he's just gonna take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, did, from Matt. I did two shots of Rebel Yell and a shot of George Dickel whiskey, so I 
I'm I'm pretty good right now. So I uh, it took the took the edge off. I tried the George Dickel. I tried to do a shot and Dude. did a spit take. So we need to do. So what we do if we do a live one ever time, like on YouTube or we something. We need to make him. We need to make him do a shot because it's the funniest thing ever. It made my night. But what we'll do is we'll tell him it's like good whiskey. But it's we'll get the crap off like the bottom shelf uh, at the store that costs like it. costs like seven dollars for the one point seven five liter. Yeah. <laughs> it comes in a plastic jug. Yeah, <laughs> spilled on your counter and it starts smoking. <laughs> like that kind of whiskey, just it's really good stuff, Michael. Really I can good. do cheap vodka and cheap rum, but there's something about cheap whiskey. Cheap yeah, whiskey, truly is bad, bad, bad. Yeah, bad. yeah. yeah it's yep. terrible. Most most vodka is like drinking rubbing alcohol anyway. So it just likes it. It's yes, awesome. exactly. Yeah. 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 Daniel, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Busted Knuckle from Quaffan from Nashville, Indiana, and it's 7.2% alcohol, which makes me happy. <laughs> Ironically, I have never busted a knuckle. I have never even punched anyone. It's I haven't either. Sad. You don't, I don't you think I have either. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, so nice have you ever broken know. a bone? Yes. Most embarrassing story ever. Please so, do, do tell. So I was in second grade, and I had just read Little House on the Prairie by Laura Ingalls Wilder. This is a great story. And there was this awesome scene where she's stomping down the hay in the back of, you know, Pa's wagon. And so I was collecting grass with the wheelbarrow, so why not step in the wheelbarrow and smash the grass <laughs> oh, no. At which point I managed to knock the wheelbarrow over and break my wrist. Like, the oh. most pathetic, broken bone of all time. And you could have just told people, like, yeah, I punched EA. Yeah. yeah. But no, I was trying to be Laura Ingalls Wild. <laughs> I played that mofo straight out. So good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> trying to be Laura Ingalls Wild. <laughs> I have never broken a bone. I have any. I have broken. I have a couple broken fingers. I've probably broken a finger, and I know I've got. I busted one of my pinky toes. Like yeah, yeah, I've done that. I kick you. I've never busted twice in like three weeks, man. Like it just doesn't even bend now. Like it just like four of my toes bend, and that one just stays like this finger still crooked. See that? Yeah. And it clicks when I bend it. I did that in high school, and I was like, oh, it's just jammed. And then like two months later, I was like, huh. It clicks and it's crooked. Yeah. Maybe I should have gotten that looked at. Yeah, I've got a pinky that's not straight. Like yeah. one of them straight, one of them is not straight. I've like got a pinky that uh, you can see how it's kind of deformed. <laughs> this is like um, the world's lamest brag session. Yeah. So Especially when no one can see the pinky. No one can see it for me. Yeah. Even like the, like, so, is that the world's lamest? He's like, like, Yours was the least lame, and you tried to feel be Eagles Wild. Well, you haven't right? heard my story yet, so I was <clears throat> I was getting worms from underneath this petri- piece of petrified wood, and my friends are with me, and uh, I thought they had the rock, and they thought I had the rock, and we both let up at the same time, and my fingers smashed between the petrified wood and um, a tree. His story's so, better. Wow. Yeah. And it swelled up bigger than my thumb. Still, I still like the Lord of Eagles Wilder story. Yeah. <laughs> Stomping in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. I was, That's good um, stuff. Yeah. So I am drinking. I, I like how after 23 episodes, we can't realize this is actually an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're doing these visual gags. Look at my socks. Look at my finger. Look at my pinky. <laughs> look at my toe. It's an audio freaking podcast. Like, I have this I really awesome new watch <laughs> that I bought just a week ago. We always catch ourselves like, I guess we'll just take a picture and put it on Facebook. Yeah. Like, we're just the worst. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we have no idea what we're doing. I'm not going to put a picture of my pinky on Facebook. Good. No, Good. Nobody wants to see that. All right, what are you, what are um, you drinking? Michael? I am drinking a... Matt's already on his like, fourth drink tonight. Yeah, this is. we um, need to get this going. We'll I'm drinking uh, Flat 12 Beer Works uh, Half Cycle India Pale Ale. Um... 
It is six percent alcohol. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, hey, it's from Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing exciting to read on the label. So <laughs> they make some okay beers. Yeah, their stuff's not yeah, bad. It's, it's, did it's, I have what's your house the other night? You had yes. I think I did have one of the twelve. Pale ale, maybe. It wasn't exactly this. It was something different. Yeah, it was a pale ale. I think it was pretty good. Um and. On backup, I have got the. Uh, <laughs> you need to take a picture. The Mike's, yeah. it is not a natural color. No, it is a Mike's Hard Watermelon Lemonade, and let me tell you, it tastes it's basically delicious. sugar water that they dyed pink. Yeah. That is pretty it's much shove some, shove some malt liquor yeah. into. Yeah. And I just have to point out, it's not the gay man drinking the Mike's Watermelon Lemonade. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Well, see, uh, Leslie see, he's drinking like a dark beer. See, like, you like, say that. <laughs> you say and yet that. Michael's the one drinking it. So. He is somewhere, we're not sure where he is on the Kinsey scale. Uh, I, I, I actually have taken a Kinsey scale uh, test. Four, have you got yeah, 4.75? Uh, not, not gay. Not at all. No, well. yeah, well. I, I tried. I was. Yeah, kinda, I was a some. little bit disappointed, honestly, because I was hoping. <laughs> like a little bit. Like Michael's like, like, I need some options, maybe. Down the road, <laughs> I, never know. I mean, but when it comes to like the sex thing, I'm just not not interested. No. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? But it's I was okay. disappointed. But I will drink. I will drink the Mike's Hard Lemonade. Go uh, for it. Know. Drink it with pride. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Matt's about to spit his beer into the glass. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Oh man! All right. So, <laughs> when Matt swallows his beer, that's not gonna happen. Just go ahead. Um, we're it's like go- me last week when mm. we heard about the band. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Thunder last Pussy. week's episode, I saw. I seen the hashtag. Yeah, man. Alabama yeah. Thunder Pussy yeah. was. Nice. I'm not kidding. The next day, I was driving through Indianapolis for work, and I I broke out laughing again, thinking about the name. I didn't realize it was a band. Oh, nobody did. Like, no, we just no. actually was, one guy on the pub was like, "Yeah, I've heard of him." I actually <laughs> like him. Like, I like him. Like, yeah. Holy crap! We got some. We got a tweet from somebody. We've got. We'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. We, okay. we, I've got okay. like ninety yeah. percent of our tweets are about Alabama Thunderpussy. So. <laughs> It really was, man. It's so funny. Um, like, nah, nobody will tweet uh, this. We're like, oh, like we got, like, yeah, you want to bet? It's like, I laughed myself tweets. sick last week during the. I mean, yeah. later I was sick to my stomach. That was pretty All funny. right, so now we're gonna go into the news feed. Okay. Um, where we talk about things that would be on our proverbial news feed, Twitter, yeah, sure. Facebook, things we dug up on the dark net. Yeah. My, uh, never mind. I'll save that. I almost brought a. Um, my news feed piece was gonna be on the dark net, but. We'll, we'll save that for a, for a later later date. It's basically things you can find on the dark net. <laughs> Did um, you write this article? No. no? Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, so who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, Matt. So this is actually a really, this is a nice, a nice news feed. Oh, good. We need one of those. Yeah. So everybody remember the Ice Bucket Challenge 2014 oh, yeah. for ALS research? Yeah, I hated that. I yeah, I did too. I believe I criticized <laughs> it. I, I feel like an asshole. Yeah, so. well, you, you should feel like <laughs> yeah. an asshole after hearing this. I I was very sort of, I was very critical. I did. I was very critical of it uh, because I thought it was just another one of those like, hey, look at me things. However, with the $115 million they raised in 30 days, nice. they actually had a breakthrough in ALS research Thank because God. of it. Wow. Um, they were able to f- sort of, I, I, this is on IFL Science, we'll post it, but basically um, scientists, it was able to expand the number of researchers, and they actually ended up f- sort of sectioning off and finding 
a specific a gene that is just specific to ALS people with ALS. Sweet. Mm. So like it sort of moved them potentially one step closer to treatment. Wow, that's awesome. So that's- like it's so weird. Like because I remember when I, I I hated it so much when it came. I was like, this is gonna do shit. Like. Yeah. It's just people dumping water in their heads to so look at me, and then like it did something. So, <laughs> and we all feel like ass, and we're terrible people. So, yeah. but that's I mean that's, that's cool. That's I yeah, mean that's good because that, that disease scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I mean it just hits and like you just degenerate. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you just you become literally less waste less away. It's of a person. You just waste away. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. So and you good. know it too. Like in the early mm-hmm. stages, you just know it's it's going away. Yeah. And this is one of those. This is one of those cases where like, like humans are kind of amazing, like. You know, some of the breakthroughs they've had with, like, cancer treatments where they inject, like, these horrible diseases into the tumor, into the cancer cells. Like, what are some of the, what are some of the things they've injected, like? Polio. Polio, mm-hmm. yeah. They've had Using, some success. The guy, I was, uh, it's a researcher out of Duke University, has been working for 25 years to figure out, uh, like, a treatment yeah. for cancer that actually works. And so they inject you and with so polio. And so he figured out he injected an inert polio virus directly into a tumor a brain tumor and it he's had like I think all but one person it's been like massively successful because your immune system the immune system doesn't recognize cancer cells yeah. but it recognizes polio so when and you inject that in there the immune cells. system goes holy shit we gotta get rid of this and it kills the cancer cell with it crazy like it's, it's freaking fucking amazing crazy. well not to mention think about this like 25 years mm-hmm. this dude is slaving away in a in a room yeah 25 like th- his life's work 25 years like yeah i can't be patient for like six weeks you know what i mean for like to wait for anything 25 years and he finally like, started two-day amazon prime shipping or that kind shitting of stuff me? is incredible. why can't it get here in a day yeah that kind of stuff's yeah. amazing to me yeah so anyway good news that is good news <clears throat> Thank i um i'm unrelated to well what you said about amazon prime i bought it i bought a uh, amish straw hat Oh my gosh! Please tell me you you did you really did. Either you I really a, did. Either you take a picture of that I, wearing that shirtless, or you burn it. That's exactly what my wife said. Yes, she said she's um, smart. She said um, <laughs> I asked her if I could get it because I I wanted to like I have an abnormally large head um, yes, and I need <laughs> I need like a it uh, is a large melon. Hey. It's not that it's not that large. It's pretty big. Pretty, it's pretty size. Big. Um, and I wanted to get like a hat for like because I got my neck burnt. I don't want to be a redneck. Uh, when I was mowing my lawn the other you day, you on the boonies in Martinsville. You're yeah. automatically a redneck. I know. I have, I have yeah, a. It's, it's by you proxy. Get stand. Stand. Yeah. You do. Yeah, you do. Get that. Um, you were rocking the uh, tank top in the picture I saw today, though. I was. That was for sexy. you. <laughs> yeah. That was for you. Um, I may be the straightest man here. <laughs> you really <laughs> right. you might be. It's very, very possible. <laughs> the world's turned upside down for Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you do a new seed piece? No, you haven't. You want a new one? You got one? Right, go oh, I've got one. All right. Oh, boy. Here's the title. You ready? Yep. Recycled vintage blankets become crocheted shorts for men. Yeah. What? I've seen these. I was like, what? just let me show you the picture. <laughs> like, so I guess this is the gayest <laughs> podcast. <laughs> seriously, like, I mean, seriously, like, oh, yeah. I have to post this. Oh, we, we do. Know. We post them. Oh, yeah, we'll absolutely post them. Like, I, you know what that looks like? It looks like a bunch of guys at a fish show. Like, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it looks like. An onion article. 
It does. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Look at all those legs. Those are terrible. I mean, there's. Hold on. Hold on. I like better. the guy that like has like sort of the man prees that are. Yeah. Well, there's man prees. There's. It looks like an <laughs> Afghan. This guy's got jorts. Those are terrible. Crocheted jorts. Oh, it looks like a crocheted blanket. Like I don't even have like anything really to say to this except no. Like yeah. Like that's what. Those I, are there's that bad. guy with the bell bottom. bottom. That's gotta be itchy. It yeah, would, I know. They hotter than crap yeah. too. I would think you'd have to live in Canada or something like that. Yeah. Hey, August Blondell, will you go ahead and yeah. just buy a pair of these and <laughs> wear them for us? <laughs> yes. Take pictures. So, yeah. August from Canada. I guess. Yeah, these are these are bad, man. Like, <sighs> there's another pair. Like, I mean, kind of looks like something out of the seventies that would have yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, but yeah, crochet. They're taking re- they're taking you blankets. Would, you? They're taking recycled vintage blankets <laughs> and just making shorts out of them. Like, I got nothing but no. I guess. Like, yeah. I don't and, hate it. Huh? I don't hate it. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm once not again, least, once again <laughs> gayest podcast ever. I don't hate it. Seriously. Maybe a year from now, this will, you know, save people and yeah, take away no, some right. disease. And then we'll feel like assholes. And then you're going to feel like assholes. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so there you go. Whoa, hey. What you got going on here, buddy? Michael's, uh, take Michael's my allergy medicine. That's what oh. I said. You're going to miss that. <laughs> so. yeah, I'm not going to be taking it right yeah. now. Um, so my new sweet piece is... Um, so dictionary.com made a list of new words they're adding to their online dictionary. Mm. So, I mean, it's not Webster's, but it's it's still it's the dictionary I use online. So YOLO swag. Um, so some of these <laughs> This is where I want to reach over and just punch him right in the face. Like I just, I've never punched a man. I'm going to punch Michael. So I want to go through, I want to go through uh, some of the, the, the new words on there. Um, uh, some of them are like relevant to today's society, like Pokemon is going into the um into the the dictionary but i want to go through some of these and i want to know if you guys know what these mean okay because it's interesting al desco no no it's uh eating at your desk in your office (laughs) like al fresco (laughs) al desco uh athleisure Uh, athleisure athleisure a leisurely athlete nope It's a style of clothing inspired by athletic apparel, but also worn casual everyday wear. So it's like so, the jeans that are actually sweatpants. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe I mean, it's what we just said. So basically, so basically, wear when I wear gym shorts in my driveway. It's is that the what equivalent, that is? yeah, kind of like that, or um, yoga pants in Walmart. I've got some of those too. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I'm just lying. I really don't. Uh, butt hurt. I think we yeah, all know. I think I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Um, Free range parenting is one. Oh, oh, Diso. Do you guys know what a Diso is? No. Uh, I don't know. I might be saying it wrong. A designated driver. Hmm. There you go. Ghosting. Do you know what ghosting is? Yeah. I do know. I do know. Ghosting is the practice of suddenly ending all contact with a person without explanation, especially oh. in a romantic relationship. Mm. Oh. You literally just go on and you like you don't respond to their phone calls, texts, you delete I'm them on Facebook. With a few friends on Facebook. You ghosted before it was yeah. popular. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but were you like in like a, a regular like yeah, relationship? Maybe not. Okay, maybe not then. No. I think it's more of like a more. It'd be like if like you and I, if I just stopped talking to you. If I just literally disappeared from your we, life, we support that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you can't laugh shit up like that. Not expect like me to swing for the fences. Put it on a tee. Yeah, you're really uh, And then uh, health goth. Health goth. No, no. It's a fitness enthusiast who is part of the goth subculture. That makes me. Some of these are all two are people me. that fall into that category. <laughs> I'm guessing. So are, are goth people known for their athleticism I don't and yoga? Think so. I, I have never awesome. felt more out of touch. No, with I, I don't know anything right now. Um, uh, hot take. 
No, I do know what a hot take is. I'm on Twitter. A hot take is a superficially researched and hastily written journalistic piece, online post, etc., that represents opinions as facts and is often moralistic. It's about 90% of news. Yes, it's like, yeah, basically. Most describes it. Most of Twitter is Pretty much Fox News are the RNC, where they're talking about their feelings. Yes. I feel that your statistics. Watch the John Oliver clip on the RNC. Yeah. You need to watch that. It's 10 minutes of well-spent time. Isn't it amazing, though, how statistics can make anything true? Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, oh, God. Yes. Just, wow. Yeah, it's the last two weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, that. for real. <laughs> um, manspread? Yeah, I know what manspreading is. Um, it's Do you know sit, what that is, Matt? Or you to just sit with one's legs far apart, taking up too much space on a seat shared with other people. Yeah, it's a real so like if you're on New a, York City. Yeah, if you're on a subway <laughs> and, yeah. Yep. Spreading. Yeah, you've never heard that? I don't think I have. I have what about uh, lumber sexual? Yep, I have heard that. I've been accused of that. I think I've it's just like, that. I think it's just like, it's like metrosexual, but with like a beard, right? It's yeah. beard and flannel. Plaid shirts, which yeah, I don't do, but yeah. Anymore, that's just like anybody with like a big beard, though. Like, you're yeah. a lumber sexual, and not really. Big beard and nicely coiffed hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mom jeans. Mm-hmm. We know yeah. what those are. Yep. Surprised that wasn't already in there. Yeah, yeah. too. That it's doesn't like seem super new. Michelle Obama was on Jimmy Fallon talking about Obama's mom jeans. did mom jeans. Yeah, yeah. she did a mom jeans segment yeah. with him. So that was like years ago. There was a great picture in the 2012 election of Romney wearing just the worst like, mom <laughs> jeans. They were terrible. Remember when Romney seemed like <laughs> extreme? Extreme, like, and now we're like, you know, he'd be right. all right. I'd yeah, be okay with Romney as a nominee. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Totes is on there. That's a new one. Yes, you use that a lot. Yeah, um, way too much. Uh, warmest is a person who accepts global warming as a reality, a term uh, used by people who reject the concept. So, uh, so it's like a it's like a derogatory like term. A derogatory term for something that's backed by ninety eight percent of science. you warmest. Yeah. <laughs> you warmest. All right, boy, that one stung. That'll um, be Westboro Baptist next time. Yes. Yes. You warmest. <laughs> warmest go to hell. Yeah. Um, woke. Which is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which is weird because I thought woke was already a word. Like I woke up this morning. Well, it is, but this, this is a new definition, yeah. so which is uh, actively aware of systematic injustices and prejudices and willing to tweet about them, especially those related to civil and human <laughs> rights. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, we 100 agree with you. Do you think I'm woke? Am I woke? You're you're just the wokest in the world. What is beeping? Something beeping? I hear it. Um, Zika virus. And and Mm. Z. So Z is... Do you know Z? No. What's Z? Um, Occasionally used in a singular indefinite pronoun uh, or a singular noun in place of a a definite masculine he or definite uh, feminine she. It's Hmm. Z. It's the uh, non-conforming... Way I guess to say I have never heard of them. They have a gender gender neutral pronoun. Okay, I think I would just prefer they. Or yeah, I think they's become more. I'm actually surprised that was added because there's been a lot of talk that people don't like Z. I don't like so, Z. So yeah, huh. interesting. I'm not against Z. No, exactly. I learned I mean, something tonight. Each to their own. <laughs> yeah, what works. Um. So yeah. Where did that go? He went to try to find the beeping, the beeping toy noise. and throw it into the sun. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, if if there was a word that you could add to. Oh, oh gosh, what can we you, not just move on? What would, what would the dictionary I don't even have a word. I don't have anything for this. I don't. Have What's the word for like an intense hatred for somebody that you should be friends with? <laughs> make it up. Make it up. Make it up. What is called a bass singer? The bass singer. The bass singer. Uh, yeah, I'm a real bass singer. I totally bass singered that dude. Mm. No, yeah. that's that's been done. Has it? Yeah, whenever you say somebody name, like I really bratted that up, didn't I? It's, like, <laughs> it's a thing. Got angry at it through things. Really, I'm the angry one on the Matt. podcast. I had one week where I was angry. Two weeks. Brad, no, no yeah, two weeks. One yeah. week was we we tamed it down with beer. So. Yeah, one you pulled me out of it. The other one I was just pissed the entire. Yes, time. you were. Yeah. Okay, out of 23 weeks, I had like one and a half weeks where I was angry. I'm the angry one. Yeah. He's tweeting me, or he's texting me a nervous breakdown on the way home from work tonight. I saw it. And I'm the one that's angry. I saw angry. the nervous breakdown. Okay, break yeah, sure. Michael was here for when I got home yeah. for the nervous breakdown. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, uh, it made it seem like I was waiting for you. <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> Which is why if you two parted ways, it'd be ghosting. It would be. It really would be. Yeah, it really is. We're yeah. going we're gonna to ghost. I'm going to ghost you guys. Okay. It's probably ghost a good idea. Ghost. Move on. Right, move on. Um, Can you leave right. your socks, though? Keep <laughs> 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 socks. That'll be the only remnant of, of who I am. Uh, I'll just put them on the doorknob. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Wow. Wow. Boy, that took a hell of a turn. Yeah, but sure did. <laughs> Once again, gayest Once again. podcast ever. Seriously, man. Actually, that actually needs to be the title of this, gayest yeah. podcast. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm on board with that. Um, all right. So this is, uh, we're going to transition. We're going to get like a thousand hour. downloads in like an hour and a half when we title it that. People are going to be like, wow, this was not at all what I expected. I expected something good. This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, so with that. Um, we're going to go into FUFI, which is further up, further in, um, where we talk about a... Daniel should also know we have no transitions. Yeah, our transitions are terrible. That's our transition. Yeah. That's it. So, with that... Our transitions are like, well, like, we're done with that. Gayest podcast ever. Now, for, let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. Fidel yeah. Yeah. Cristo. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out the whole time. Should I say something else? Or are we about to transition? There's, yeah, it's like, whatever you want, yeah. whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, You'll soon learn that Michael will do that. He'll say whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Yeah. So, usually about the most critical time in a good discussion is when he derails the shit out of it. <laughs> right off the rails. Yeah. My, my favorite one was whenever I was talking about... Um, you guys were... T- I don't remember what you were talking about, but I just... like. Brought up like, what if Jesus was an alien? Yeah, I have no idea where it came. No response. I remember listening to that the next day, and I was like, "Where was he going with that?" Like, I had no, no idea. idea where he was going yeah. with that. You never know. But we also just totally dismissed it in about five seconds. So. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> There's a reason for that. My my mom and my uh, and my nephew went to the ark uh, yesterday uh, and took a picture. Okay. <laughs> So we tried to get Michael to go. I passed. I passed the sign on 465 for the Creation Museum with my coworker today. Oh gosh! And he said, "I've never been there. What do you think of that?" <laughs> now, keep in mind, this is two, thirteen hours into your day. This is twelve and a half hours into a thirteen-hour day. <laughs> and I was like, I would go near that place with a if somebody paid me to. Really? Why? I said it's bullshit pseudoscience. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I said, they think dinosaurs live with humans. <laughs> oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is too bad. It is too bad you fucking ask me that question. That's what's too bad. 
I had a legit <laughs> conversation with somebody this week about why uh, there were not dinosaurs on the ark. <laughs> like, it's 2016. I don't even know. I don't even engage that. No, yeah, I can't. Anymore. I tried was, to. Sh- I tried like to with the new yeah. ark encounter, they have dinosaurs on the side. Yes, right? in yeah. the ark. Because I was raised in an assembly of God private little Christian school, and I remember the big deal was the reason we don't have dinosaurs is because they didn't fit on the ark. Right. And that was the yeah, science yeah, well, I was we lost with. Yes. But now there's a new science. I know. It's so yeah. exciting. Well, I made these magnificent beasts. Screw all of you! Yeah. Wait, are they finger? Wait, are they sure progressing? Now they've got dinosaurs on the right. Air. I mean, but maybe on a very small level, that's a little bit of acceptance. Maybe so, I, mean, I don't know. You know like, give it another thousand. I years guess at least. Okay, so I had a kid in my youth group once to tell me that that Satan planted dinosaur bones in the ground to tempt us away from the Bible. Too, once, yeah. So I guess that is a step up ahead to say that at least they existed for yeah. real. Like I don't know. It's amazing the power Satan gets sometimes, it, it isn't it? Yeah. Man, that guy seems like, like, look, man, I got other things to do. I'm not playing freaking dinosaur bones. I'm trying to pull pull Trump strings. I don't have time for this. Satan's been on vacation in Tahiti for the last (laughs) two decades. He's like, Trump will do it for me. Okay, so now, now, so yeah, so where are we going further now? Matt's going to take us away because I think Matt's. I am. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm three shots and two beers in. So, Great. Like, um, so, we met Daniel. Um, I just met Daniel tonight. Yes, this is the first you were yeah. at. Well, he so, friended me on Facebook. Yes. A few days. <laughs> so I can't. He you. totally did. It's like creep on you. I'm just telling you right now. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. So we met Daniel at Spencer Pride. Now Spencer is a little. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Small. Small, small town. town. I was a youth pastor there for seven years. But they oh, have okay. they have a pride festival. They have for a number of years. They didn't when I was there, which I was super shocked when I found out they did. Yeah, I was like, Spencer. I mean, really? like, I mean, redneck community, like very small, very r- close, rural, yeah. yeah, very close. But they have a pride festival, very family oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, our church, City Hill, had set up a booth there. Michael was not able to be there. I think you were working. Probably. Yeah, yeah, it was a Saturday, so you were yeah. working. <clears throat> Brad and I and Jen were there. Um, our other pastor, um, and we set up a booth, and Daniel came and talked to us. We had a sign up that said, "We're we're sorry, we had it wrong. Let us tell you why." Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just we talked for forever. I feel yeah, like. probably like a half an hour. We talked for yeah. for a long time. And so Daniel, we obviously friended each other on Facebook because that's what you do. <laughs> um, and we've just sort of had these communications back and forth, comment mm-hmm. on each other's stuff, and and just. Um, and so we wanted to just bring him up and talk about because we haven't really touched on the transgender stuff. Now Daniel's not transgender, but um, if you haven't guessed by now, he is gay. Yeah. Um, you probably have figured that out by this point, hopefully. Um, but we just wanted to bring him up and talk about his. Let him talk about his story. He's a gay priest. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I would talk about that. Yeah. Like so I'm we would spend some time talking about that, and then and if we get to it, we can talk about the, the all the bullshit transgender bathroom bills and all that crap and stuff like that. Um, we actually have somebody I'm talking to right now that, who actually is transgender. We were gonna try to do a remote interview with awesome. at some point, but so if we don't get to this, it's not a huge deal. Um, but really, we just want to talk, just let you tell your story a little bit, kind of where, just your story, basically, and just kind of where you came up from, and 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 kind of the timeline of your life and how things have sort of played out for you. Essentially. Cool. And I've got a few questions, and we can just kind of go from. So it's like a twelve-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Honest to God, I don't even care anymore. If yeah. they don't like it, they can stop listening. I we do this for us. You Therapy, know, right? It really is. Like it really. That's how it started. Like I have ten people listen, great, and then like 
500 people a week listen sometimes or dozens. sometimes dozens. Yeah, dozens literally dozens of us. Um, so we just we really do this for us. We just want to hear your story because like we know you, but we don't really know you. Yeah. And so it'd be interesting to hear kind of where you've come from and what sure. you, what your life's been like. So. so I was raised in the Appalachian Mountains of Pennsylvania, northeastern, almost central, the very end of the Appalachians, uh, which is it's it's a different world. I mean. Oh, yeah. um, you know, Martinsville itself compared to Bloomington is a different world. Absolutely. But Appalachia is truly its own unique beast. Yeah. Um, and I was the oldest of nine, not raised a Roman Catholic, believe it or not. My parents were good Pentecostals. Mm-hmm. Um, started going to Assembly of God Church when I was in about first grade. Uh, but there were nine of us. Um, I was the oldest, and so that kind of made me more of a live-in nanny than a sibling. Okay. As a matter of so fact, I went. Oldest, you said? Yeah, I was the oldest. Okay. And I went by Danny when I was younger, and my siblings would all pronounce it nanny, which was pretty apt to uh, <laughs> my position in the family. <laughs> like, I don't really know what a childhood or a teenagerhood is like. I just kind of moved right into adult territory. Yeah, sure. yeah, Very yeah. young. Yeah. Laura Ingalls Wilder and then Nanny. Yeah. It's right. Well, yeah. At what age did you, do you think you sort of like entered into that like... Uh, I mean, I would say by 12, you know, oh, there were gosh. already so many kids younger than me. And yeah. my next brother is six years uh, age difference. Um, wow. And then there's 20 some years between me and the youngest. Wow. So wow. I'm actually closer in age to my mom. We have 18 years between us. Wow. Uh, so very quickly, you just Holy become God. another adult in the I'm really family. I'm glad we brought you. This is going to be a great story, take care of the like, kids. So. Yeah. Good. Uh, so I grew up... Um, in a very, very conservative family, very fundamentalist they are to this day. They likely won't listen to this podcast, and if they do, they won't be happy. But then I haven't been able to make them happy once in my adult life, so nothing's going to change there anytime soon. You think it was the drinking that turned them off? <laughs> it was the drinking, yeah. It's the quaffon beer that did them in. Totally the quaffon. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> See, that's a good interjection, Michael. Yeah, that's what a good interjection looks like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I really think it was the uh, crocheted men's shorts. That was just <laughs> that right there. It pushed my dad over the edge. Bless his heart. <laughs> Love you, Mom and Dad. Oh, good Anyway, um, uh, so I grew up uh, in Pennsylvania, and uh, you see that 7.2% alcohol is hitting home, and I'll just go in circles here for a while. That's fun. Um, but, you know, as far as the whole gay thing goes, it took a long time to really figure out that I was gay. Not that... I didn't know deep down, but when you're raised in such a highly conservative sure. circle where homosexuality is just, I mean, it's literally the most forbidden fruit you could oh, ever yeah, imagine. Absolutely. I mean, you know, become a druggie, that's okay, it's forgivable. Do a murder, that's yeah, forgivable. Right. But if you become gay, that's yeah. like every day of your life, you're just I just cut a man's guts out. Yeah, yeah. No problem. God it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Covered in the blood of Jesus while well, I'm gay. <laughs> well, screw you. You know, there's yeah. that scripture that everyone loves to debate, the uh, unpardonable sin against the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure in my family it's being gay like that's they just you know <laughs> build that script right that's in the white the, space of the uh, of the bible yeah we're gonna uh, go ahead and disagree with that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it, it took a long time um you know, I'm, I'm old enough that I remember when the internet kind of came out. And uh, my kind of best friend, her name was Amy, and she lived in the same little town I did, a town of about 200 people. Oh, wow. And then the, the closest city had about 1,000 people. <laughs> and then you had to drive 45 minutes to see more than that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but anyway, she got a IBM PC, you know, computer and got the internet. And that was exciting. 
And uh, so the first time I went to her house, I it was the time that they had the Mars rover. It was in yeah, the nineties, yeah. you know, and yeah. it was like amazing because you could like look at Mars mm-hmm. via your computer. So I went and I looked at Mars via her computer. Then the next time I looked at porn because I'm an American male. So what else am I going to do? You and everyone yeah. else. And I had never had access to porn. I mean, that's yeah. just, there was, we had no computer and yeah. magazines yeah. weren't there's around. Rovers. Holy shit, there's naked people on here. You're yeah. kidding me? And I went to a private school where, you know, I found out later on that most people weren't as holy as I was, but they weren't letting me know that. Yeah, right. uh, so that was my first exposure to sexuality in any capacity. Really, and uh, you know, I I initially just googled porn, I don't know what the hell I was doing. Um, and so straight porn comes up, and it took me all of 30 seconds to realize I wasn't looking at the woman, I just realized I was fixated on the man in the picture. I cared less about the woman. Yeah, they were doing people are are doing. Yeah, (laughs) you're not born gay. No, that's not can't possibly happen. And that was that was my first moment of like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. What does I, you know, and I still couldn't say I was gay. Yeah, it was right. like, oh my God, I gotta like fix this or take care of yeah. this or, or why am I more drawn to the man? Um, but I was, and then of course I kept looking up porn from that point on <laughs> and pretty quickly quit looking at straight porn and looked at gay porn, but still, you know, I wasn't gay. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, gay. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it was a real long journey. Uh, when in, I was ordained at age 18 uh, in the Charismatic Baptist Church, uh, did traveling ministry up and down the East Coast, um, ended up doing a month-long, nightly, spontaneous revival in Morganfield, Kentucky. It got some publicity and notoriety, and we supposedly had white feathers coming down and all that good stuff that happened in revivals back in the day. Interesting. And uh, so that was a wild time. Um, but I met my uh, son's mother there, and uh, she was a lesbian, had lived as a lesbian. At that moment, she was, you know, trying to play it straight by the rules of the fundamentalist church. Were you, were you trying to play it straight also at this time? I was you... still a virgin. Okay. Yeah, okay. I dated... One girl in high school that lasted about a month. Like, eh. It was just like more work than it was worth. <laughs> like, <laughs> to this day, she loves me, you know, yeah, sure. because every girl would love the idea of, you know, dating a gay guy for a while because we're just so sweet and perfect and we know exactly how they think. Um, so that was that was my big teenage dating was a, one month with a girl. But uh, so anyhow, so I met my son's mother and now his mother. And, um, you know, we decided we'd keep each other straight. That was kind of the type of church we were in. And it was like, partners. God has brought us together. We're going to keep each other straight. And uh, so we ended up marrying. And that was uh, the product of that was our amazing son, who's now 11. Uh, I've met him. Yeah. He's neat. He's an awesome little guy. Likes Pokemon Go. He does. He lives (laughs) by Pokemon Go. (laughs) I don't think I've seen his eyes (laughs) since Pokemon Go came out. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And um, eventually she fell in love with a woman from work and went her way. At that point, I was a cleric in the Greek Orthodox Church. Okay. So there, there's a lot of sub-stories. Holy crap. So you went from charismatic to Greek Orthodox. I did. I had always been drawn to Catholicism, um, but that was like, I mean, Catholicism was like being oh, gay. yeah. Or a Babylon. <laughs> you need better all around with a guy. Like, yeah. 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 There's yeah, no, yeah. there's never been any winning for me in my life. <laughs> for my real, believe you have chosen a harder path. I know, know. Like, right? Yeah. He turns left. Oh, well, I'm fucked here. He turns right. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucked here yeah. too. Yeah. So, uh, so the woman I was with, she and I had converted to Orthodoxy, and then I was eventually ordained to the minor orders in the Orthodox Church. Um, she left, did her own thing. Um, you know, it was a little tough at the time. 
True. But I knew who she was, and I knew deep down who I was, although sure. I still wasn't living up to it. Um, and then I was about to be ordained a deacon and priest simultaneously in the Orthodox Church. And it just kind of, it was like a moment of clarity. And I thought, you know, if I walk into this, I would have basically been taking monastic vows. Um, and that wasn't the hard part. I mean, I'll just be really open. The only person I'd ever had sex with was my son's mother. Um, and I had never dated a guy, never held a guy's hand, mm-hmm. never done sure. anything beyond my enjoyment of gay porn. And, because uh, <laughs> that was the only way I could at all experience Can we just title this episode? This title's about gay porn. Like we said, <laughs> it's the gayest podcast ever. It really is the gayest podcast ever. And, uh, where was I at? Sorry, I totally disrupted you. Uh, you were talking about you were about to take the vows. Oh, yeah. So I knew yeah, it would yeah. be basically monastic vows. Yeah. And that wasn't the hard part. The hard part was when I did confession and I, like, inevitably a teenage boy came to me in confession and confessed he was gay, I had to ask myself, how was I going to deal with that? Yeah. And could I wow. carry the church's line? What I knew the church would, what the sure. Orthodox Church would expect me to do. Not that there isn't some grace and mercy in the Orthodox Church, but ultimately, you know, they are, they are not backing gay rights or gay marriage, obviously. Sure. Um, and, I mean, we want to get really real masturbations that's in the Orthodox Church, so, yeah, right. let alone being gay. Right. Um, and so I just had to ask myself, and I realized that I could not walk down a road that would cause me to be a hypocrite and to lie to just, mm-hmm. you know, countless people over the years as a priest wow, hearing integrity. confessions. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, ironically, and this is, this is exactly why it came out, was integrity. I yeah. mean, the sad part is so many conservatives and fundamentalists just didn't get that. Instead, it was like, yeah. where's your integrity gone? And it's like, <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm coming out. You what I I'm am, telling yeah. you what right. I am now. I mean, as a matter of fact, when I came out, and I came out while I was a minor cleric in the Orthodox Church, um, I received two type of phone calls. One phone call would be, how could you do this? How yeah. could you, you know, do this to the Orthodox Church and do this to your life? Um, and how could you be doing these gay things? And then my response would be, I have yet to go on a friggin' date with a guy. Yeah. yeah. And then they'd say, well, how can you give everything up without knowing for sure? And I'm like, wait, like, there's no winning here, right? right. Damned if you yes. do, damned yeah. if you don't. Yeah. End of story. I love that. Uh, you're, yeah. What you're doing to the Orthodox Church. <laughs> you're yeah, destroying the entire church. That, that you, the you prime. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm mighty wow. powerful. One person can destroy the entire Amazing. church. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, keep Yeah. Going. And uh, so ultimately, I mean, within just a few days' time, I made just huge decisions and came out, came out to my family, basically lost all my family in the process, lost my position at the church. More so I resigned that, I mean, in all honesty, but I didn't want to make that. You knew where it was headed. Yeah, exactly. So no reason to go through that, put anyone through it. Uh, Because once again, I wanted to do with integrity. It wasn't me trying to ruin a bunch of people's lives. It was me accepting who I am and choosing to finally live my life honestly. Uh, So I came out, kind of left all that behind. Um, you know, I still, I had grown a lot. I was kind of on the cusp of being a progressive Christian, if we want to use that terminology. Um, but I still had an entire lifetime up until that point of very fundamentalist and sure. conservative baggage. Um, I had never really dated in the straight world, let alone the gay world. Um, so I did what I was raised to do. And I basically married the very first guy I went on a date with. Uh, which for all of you out there in podcast world is a big mistake. <laughs> this whole idea of I kiss dating goodbye yeah, so is say, just the biggest bullshit. Straight. That is a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Horrible. I yeah. kiss dating Horrible. goodbye. Yeah. 
Do you remember that? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, when yeah. it was at its height. Huge when I was in college, man. Yeah. yeah. Awful. But that was kind of I think the dating actually theology. the author came out and was like, even now, he's like, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of how I did gay dating was like I went on two dates and then I married the next one. Um, awful disaster. And that took about four years to climb out of. Horrible, horrible mess. Um, but then finally, I... You know, after after that many years, I almost felt like I had a second coming out. Although I came out, you know, those years before when I married the first guy, um, I was still never myself. I was sure. always striving to prove that gay was okay. Everything yeah, I did yeah, was yeah, still yeah, not yeah. for me. It was, I've got to show the world you can be gay and do this. I've got to show the world that, you know, oh, you can still yeah. have the picture-perfect life and blah, blah, blah. All these things that you thought would justify in your family's eyes and everyone who had mistreated you. Um, and eventually you realize you can't do that. You can't live your life to make other people happy. Mm -hmm. You're what never going to convince them that gay okay, is okay. Folks, this is where we pause it. Write that <laughs> shit down yeah. and nail it to your freaking mirror yeah. or something. Nail it to nail the wall. Nail it to the wall. Shatter it, but three shots two beers nail it to a wall <laughs> nail it to a mirror now yeah. what what's the timeline on this where are you at in this point like are we talking so i came out about it's a little over five years now maybe five and a half mm -hmm. years ago um so i really quickly married after coming out and that relationship ended a little over about a year and a half ago okay yeah. okay so i remember so we're pretty current at this point i remember I, I, it's been a few months, but a post that you had on Facebook mm -hmm. that was really kind of inspiring to me because you talked about a second coming out, and I remember the, a specific Facebook post, and basically paraphrasing was like, "Screw it, this is who I am, and I'm not going to be ashamed of it." Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, it was much longer than that, and mm -hmm. it was much, it was much better worded than that. <laughs> but like, we're wordsmiths here. At gosh, I remember that. Followed that up. Yeah, I did. But I remember when you you posted that. I remember thinking. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. shouldn't we all be? This is who I am. Like, Always saying yeah. this is who I, I don't know. Am. It was super inspiring to me. So that's, that's why I asked if it was if it was if it was current because I I was th wondering if yeah, it was so the same around. The we're same a little time. more than a year out, yeah. probably from that moment. As yeah. a matter of fact, what you said made me think of. I did a little for a, it's like a thirty second or less podcast that okay. a progressive uh, Jim Caskeet does at Collegiate Church in New York mm -hmm. City. Um, but he had me do up a little 30 second. And so this is what it was. I think it's just apt for what we're talking about. Many of us who have found ourselves coming out as LGBT in religious circles try to do so in a way that we think will make our churches, parents, and God happy. This often leads to what I like to call mental chaos. In reality, this unnecessary tango is a disservice to ourselves and the God who created us to be fabulous. I encourage those coming out to simply be, allowing themselves freedom of expression. Our God of diversity won't forsake you, <laughs> but instead will accompany you as you discover the real queer you. And so that's really what I did. Was uh, finally, I came out and I discovered the like, that's awesome. me. like that. And that applies to like literally anybody, like gay, straight, oh, or absolutely, like yeah, transgender, sexuality. I mean, it's just. Just be who you are, like mm -hmm. who you know deep down yourself to be. And I think if this podcast is anything, like we really just want people to be free mm -hmm. to be you. Yeah, yeah. Like I, that. Going back to sort of that Facebook post, it I could almost feel like how like I could feel. This is gonna sound really weird. Feel the freedom in what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Like it was almost like I'm witness, like in this almost subconscious way. I'm witnessing somebody become comfortable with who they are. And it was mm -hmm. like this super like, 
liberating feeling, even for me. Like, wow, like, that is so great to see somebody, like, embrace who they are. And I have this, I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the podcast. I have this theory, and if you tell me, if you think it's bullshit, just tell me. But I have it's a bullshit. Th- <laughs> I, I have a theory that one of the reasons that Christians hate gay people so much is because they see a freedom in them mm. that they really don't have and wish yeah. they had. Not that they're gay and suppressed or yeah, whatever, but like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like that's true or is that... I think it's absolutely true. I mean, I think Christianity was originally a religion of freedom. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what it's it was all about. It's Christ that sets you free. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's it's... You know, very quickly from the moment Constantine came on the scene, if not before, it just became about rules and regulations. And so I think the majority of Christianity, especially in America and Africa and a lot of places, um, it's about anything but freedom. And I think yeah. you're right that when they see people truly living their lives abundantly, ironically, when Jesus said, I came to give you an abundant life. Yeah, um, yeah I think I think that's kind of where the hatred stems from, or at least anger um, it creates, I think, a lot of confusion within kind of the fundamentalist mind mm-hmm. of, wait, how's this possible? Because I'm living by the letter of the law, right, and I don't but here have, they like, are, like, yeah. living so happy. There, seems, yeah. right, there yeah. seems to be a joy there that yeah. I don't have. And yet here's or, Daniel and his fiance, and they're incredibly happy yeah. with their son. I mean, like, you're incredibly happy. Yeah, it's absolutely. Obvious. So Not just Facebook happy, but, like, it's no, obvious that you're truly happy. deep down happy. You're deep down happy. Day. And it's yeah. like, people are like, well, I'm not happy. Right. Well, it's because you're a miserable asshole who thinks that your rules are all that matter. Like, like enjoy something. For yeah, and I'm the angry one. <clears throat> yeah. Not that. I, I love everyone. So I have to say that I know a few, you know, fundamentalists that I would take, you know, call fundamentalists. But I think they found that in their own way. Yeah. Um, but also those are typically the fundamentalists that are not hating on everyone. Exactly. You know, that's sure. their theology. That's sure. how they live their life. But they leave room for everyone. And they don't think we should have laws that seek to restrict yeah. how others live. So hmm. we're on board with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me a little bit. Not me. Talk to all of us. A little bit <laughs> Just about. Talk to me in general. Just stare deeply into his I'm, I'm Gayest <laughs> podcast ever. Right. I, 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 like, there's, there's another thing that's evident especially being a friend of yours on Facebook is the depth of your faith Mm -hmm. and your love, not just for God, not just for Christ, but your love for the church. Mm -hmm. How, like I'm sort of envious of it because I'm very, I don't know, jaded, jaded with church. Like I don't want anything to do with it. Not in an angry way. Just, I just, I've been a part of it for so long. I'm just like, yeah, I hear you. We're, we're separated. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're on a break. <laughs> yeah. But, like, how do you, what is it like being a, a priest who happens to be gay? I don't want to say gay priest because that's just, I don't know. There's something, yeah. you know, it's different. Like, it's I almost insulting. Yeah, a right. priest like who, right, yeah. a, pra- yeah. a priest who happens to be gay. Yeah. What is that like? I mean, do you, I know you, you, you're at Bloomington Inclusive Mass, which mm-hmm. built into the name. You should know going in what they're, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Do you face a lot of pushback? Do you, or do you see, like, what's that dynamic like, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. Well, I mean, as far as the pushback goes, I mean, I'll admit that I don't answer my phone unless I know the number. Because I've gotten so many hate calls. Really? Over the years. God. Like 3 a.m. hate calls. Like some old lady sat and stayed up till 3 a.m. just so she could call me and tell me I'm going to hell. <laughs> it's like, 
I got the most hate calls I ever got was right after um, Indiana passed marriage equality as a state. This was before Mm -hmm. the national, only Mm -hmm. lasted a few days. Um, But another minister in Bloomington and I did a little uh, write-up in the newspaper, and we were offering free weddings to Mm -hmm. same-sex couples. Uh, and uh, you know, I always Jesus think the best of everyone. So I put my phone number in the article. <laughs> <laughs> so, boy, if you yeah. had a time machine, yes. <laughs> and uh, so, boy, I got some real lovely phone calls from wow. just good Christian people. Just yeah. could not wait to rip me to shreds. Um, so I've experienced that. As a matter of fact, just two days ago, I get this random message on Facebook that says, "The first message is, are you gay?" And I wrote back and said, yes, can I help you? Um, <laughs> That's a really interesting way to right, start a conversation. Right? I'm looking Which for a gay man. Gives <laughs> you a little worry, but I always, you know, you never know yeah. where people are at. Maybe they're trying sure. to find a safe, you know, someone that's safe. So I always try to humor initially. And then I get this response, do you have a lot of young boys in your church? Oh. You know, and, and instantly, I mean, just... Running right into the stereotype of the pedophilia uh, priest. So it's just like, come good on. Good Lord. Um, so I experienced that. I'm done. Yeah, I got nothing. Like, if yeah. that's where you are, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Which is, not. at which point I did block. Yeah. Because yeah. you know yeah. there's yes. nothing that's there's, beautiful yeah, that's going to no. come from this. No, no. Um, so I've definitely experienced that pushback. Uh, but as far as the church goes, I just, I still truly believe that the church, and when I say the church, um, I don't really mean this overgrown institution sure. has become. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, partly I'm, I'm a Catholic priest. I'm a part of the ecumenical Catholic communion. Um, I mean, just to be simple, we're independent Catholic clergy, basically. So we have apostolic orders that trace back. Um, even Rome considers our sacraments valid, but they prefer not to acknowledge that. We kind of refer to ourselves it's as like the red. DL. We're like the redheaded stepchildren. Yeah. That, you know, like you're in the. You're, no one really wants. You're Christians, to know but you're, yeah. you're you're pretty damn close to not. Like yeah. right, that kind of thing. You know, yeah. although I will say Pope Francis has met with the old Catholics of Utrecht because I'm all, I'm an old Catholic, but that verbiage confuses everyone because here we are liberal and yet we're the old Catholics. Yeah, right, yeah. But if you think about it, if you really want to go back to the old old church, it was. Accepting, inclusive, and yes. wonderful. Yeah. So, right, right, so right. it makes sense. So yeah. we're that type of old Catholic. You know, Jesus-y. That but guy, Pope right. Francis has met uh, with the old Catholic bishop of Utrecht, which, you know, it's neat. I don't expect anything to happen anytime soon. Right. Um, but it's at least... But at least there's a dialogue there with right. Francis that's never happened with any sure. other pope since like the old Catholic we're, we're, we're friends of Francis. We yeah. like Francis. Um, but I really believe, I mean, to me, at the end of the day, church is simply about that scripture that says where two or more are gathered. Yeah. It's about community. It's about building relationships and i still think in that sense church has the possibility to transform people's lives um and then as a catholic priest it's a very sacramental ministry um you know so the incense and the holy water and communion is weekly um and you have all these rituals uh they really speak to people's lives and there's been a lot of studies done that show even when you subtract religion humans will still find ways to do these rituals absolutely even you know even i mean we see that with these new uh atheist gatherings yes um you know on sundays and so humans are always looking for that contact with one another and that relationship and so i continue to do what i do in spite of great obstacle um because there are just there are people out there hungry and thirsty and they need love and i mean ultimately that's what jesus is to me god the eucharist all of it it's love i mean it's divine love it's the sacred gift of love and i just see it as my calling to give it away as much as i can so have you ever gone through i mean you know because of your experience with 
coming out and then sort of being exiled by your family. Like, has that ever sort of, did you ever go through a phase where that sort of tainted your view of God or of the faith? Or did you have any sort of crisis of faith that came along with, with coming out or was it just a sort of, did it just become sort of a smooth transition? Sure. Um, well, I could be really holy and dignified and say no, or I, <laughs> there's nothing about this podcast that's holy. I've noticed. <laughs> so do what you got to do. All right? That's right. So I would have to say, honestly, I have one every single day. Oh, and that's really good. I would, I would question anyone who calls themselves a Christian and does not have a crisis of faith every day, yeah. because I think true relationship with the divine, with God, with Christ, uh, and true faith is always going to have a crisis because it should be a real relationship. Um, you know, and maybe crisis is a strong <laughs> word. I think we just but, went to church. Yes. <laughs> a real relationship has obstacles. It has issues. You have to work through things. Sure. It's give and take. It's saying, God, why the hell did you let this happen? Like, God, why am I here? What is going on? Um, and having that vulnerability, both directions, allowing God to be vulnerable and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. So I would say, I mean, I have crises of faith all the time. But it's those very crises that give me my faith. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, it's Absolutely. an ironic gift. Uh, it is. But wow. without yeah. those tough moments, do we really have faith or are we just blindly following an ideology? Yes. Because real faith should be messy. Yes. I have a real problem when people have this perfect looking faith and they have no doubts and I'm like, right. mm, yeah, I, I don't know if that's faith. Uh, I did it for <laughs> years. bullshit? Anybody calling bullshit yeah, besides I, me? I did it for years. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Sure. And, you know, looking back, it's like I really didn't have faith. Yeah. anything it well, wasn't until it, I sort of lost it yeah that it sort of sort of blossomed well and the type of faith that doesn't have doubts is blind to the world around it I mean how can we not have difficult moments with our understanding of God and our theology when we see the people that are starving how yeah. the sex trade uh, yeah. you know, oh God, yeah. slavery just keeps continuing not only in places like Africa but right here yeah, in the right US here. Yep. Yeah. I mean if we want to get really technical and we look at what happened last week on all the news networks and what's yeah. happening politically I mean you have to have tough moments and be like God where are you yeah sure so it's a little scary if people never have those moments yeah sure <laughs> absolutely yeah. Wow. What question? Uh, uh, screw the transgender I, stuff for now. We'll talk about that. Well, time. yeah. That yeah, just yeah I had a question. Um, okay. So you had mentioned that you're a progressive Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, you were raised not progressive, obviously. Yeah. Do you think it's your sexuality that's that led you to the progressive Christianity, or is that, um, or are those two things separate? That's a terrific question. Um, you know, and I've thought, I've given this a lot of thought before, and I would say that my sexuality pushed me further than I probably would have gone had I not been gay. Um, Because frankly, without being gay, I could have stayed hidden in the shadows and Mm -hmm. it would not have pushed me to really deal with issues. I mean, clearly the the clobber passages, you can use the Bible to condemn homosexuality. Um, You can use the Bible to condemn basically every single thing on earth, Um, which is where where the problem arises. Except for you. Like it never sort of makes it around to yourself. I feel like there's probably passages that condemn this podcast. Well, there's plenty most likely. I'm sure some people are using them. They're quoting scripture. Probably all the times you said fuck today. (laughs) I have said fuck a lot of times for that. I'm going to blame it on the whiskey. So So I would say my sexuality pushed me to go further. Um, But when I look back, you know, it's really interesting. There's some people that I lost a lot of relationships, but there's some people I'm still really close to. 
Um, and some of them are Unitarian Universalists and they were atheists, you know, and they've told me again and again that what we always loved about you, even while you were in the Orthodox Church, even while you were, you know, a Pentecostal, is you never judged us and you always leave, always left room for where we were at in life. Um, and so, I mean, that's interesting. And there, I don't think my parents would want to hear it, but I think somehow my parents must have ironically helped to instill that in me. I mean, I don't know, maybe it was just, you know, dropped down from heaven. But I've always had... I've always had the desire, first of all, to hear all the sides of an argument. Mm. Um, and I think that right there is something a lot of Christians aren't willing to do. They're I'm never going to hear an I'm argument from an atheist. Either. I'm, not, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just the on the other pole, side of the other pole. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and so just my desire to always know where others were coming from always kind of left me, I think, a little more progressive than probably most of my fundamentalist family and a lot of my colleagues mm -hmm. in ministry were. Um, just because there was no part of me that could look at some of my good UU friends and condemn them to hell. Right. I mean, that just to me made no sense. When I read the gospel, when I thought of the life of Jesus and what Christ did, it was like... And they're the ones just, showing you actual grace. Yeah, I don't right. get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, to answer your question, it's pushed me to be that more vocally progressive, but I think the base of that progressive nature was there all along. But the sexuality definitely helped. You know, yeah. it definitely kind of threw me into that world um, because the conservative church wasn't going to keep me. So then it's like if I want to stay in the church and I want to continue to have this faith, you find a home. I think it's, I think it's fascinating that you, when you just said the phrase, wanting to stay in the church, like you actually really wanted to. I and, did. And I think there's a lot of, I don't know if, I don't know what the percentages are, but like people in the gay community are like, eh, eh, we're good. And I don't blame them in the No, way. no, 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 no we certainly yeah. don't either. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean, why them. I'm not an atheist is, I mean, I guess you could call it a miracle. There's oftentimes I think, why am I still doing this? Yeah, I mean, when yeah. you hear the rhetoric coming yeah, out of Christians' yeah. mouths yeah. and the, the pure hatred yes. against the LGBT yeah. community, yeah. Um, but ultimately I know what they're saying. It's not God. It's not faith. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yes. You know, so it's like, no, y'all are confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to see, just to think about how Christianity should be the ones in the forefront pulling all this forward mm -hmm. and pulling the acceptance the of others. Dragging it and, backwards. And, yeah. But they instead are the ones who are are holding, holding the reins and saying, oh, I also So kind of on the other side, do you, when you're, when you're talking to your, your LGBT friends, mm -hmm. let's say you go to a bar or whatever, and they know you're a priest, and mm -hmm. you're pretty well known in, in Bloomington area for, you Yeah, know, it was really are. hard to date. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Who wants to date a priest? Right. All hands up. Right, yeah. But I, 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 do you, do you get pushback from them? Like, because, like, have you ever, do you have people come to you and go, like, how the hell can you be a part of any of that? You know, I never really have. And I think it's just because of my open nature. Like, I okay. don't expect any of those people to come back to the church. Now, I've had several that have, kind of, through my ministry. Um, you know, and I think it's just because I'm friendly, I'm open, and they know there's no pressure. Like, yeah, I'm never sure. going to pressure anyone, especially to go back to something that caused them so much harm. Sure. I mean, I just don't think it would ever be God's plan to force someone to go back towards no, that. Sure. Yeah. Um, and maybe what I'm offering is not what they experienced, but it's got kind of the, the same labels and, you know, so it, yeah. it's hard to get past that point. Um, so I haven't really experienced it. You know, I've definitely had people say like, kind of like you did, like, how are you still in the church or, or how are you not an atheist at this point? But never really personal. Like I've not had trolling really mm -hmm. from within the gay community, especially not locally it's whatsoever. the gay community is awesome. Can I just say that? Dude, like, I'm not kidding. The, one of the best weekends <laughs> ever 
was Indie Pride when we had a booth, and mm. we encountered grace. Yeah, like yeah. we went to share grace, and I feel like we received way more than we gave out. Yeah. Like, man, like I, yeah, I don't, I honestly didn't know what to expect. I mean, there were mm-hmm. like eight, what eighty thousand people are there or something. Yeah. Had no idea what to expect. I kind of expected to encounter a little bit of pushback, right placed sure. anger, yeah. like. Righteous anger. I mean, righteous in the best possible way. Absolutely, yeah. You know, much deserved anger. None of that. Yeah. None of that. We got hugs. We got hit on. We got hit on, which was pretty damn flattering. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, was hashtag gayest podcast ever. But you know, we, we 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 encountered grace. Like, there's no other way for me to put it. And it it was a it was a very formative moment for me. I was already inclusive, but it. It took on a whole other level. Well, it becomes real. Yeah, it's like, no longer it, just in your mind. And it wasn't in my. And it was more than just an issue. It was people yeah. now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's so easy for stuff like this to become just an issue instead of human. You know, everything's like that. Poverty can be like that. It's just a group of people instead of, uh, you know, whoever Ralph down the street or whatever. It is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and so it, it really humanized the whole thing, and we got to hear stories. I mean, just. You know, I remember talking to a guy, and he was saying, like, this is the only place I've been out for 25 years. This is the only place I can be me. I can't even be myself at work. And I thought, holy shit. Mm-hmm. How freaking terrible is that? Yeah. Like, you know, people with tears in their eyes. And this and, is what? A couple of years ago you were this talking This was about? Uh, not this past one, but the one before. Which, I mean, that right there, people don't get. They yes, think, yeah. like, I mean, especially the haters are like, oh, my God, you've got everything you could want. You've got marriage <laughs> equality. What's your problem? And it's like, because there are still people yes. that can't be out at work. Yes. In the state of Indiana, you'll lose your job. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can. There's yes. no protection. He, I remember he, he was talking about when he went to, he took a vacation to San Francisco, and he was like, I felt, it, it was the best, he's like, it was the best week of my life. Because I could be who I was, and I yeah. thought, wow, like, yeah. I've never had to experience that, no. ever. Uh, it's not uncommon for my fiancé and I, you know, to look at each other and be like, I don't feel safe right now. Right. I mean, that that's a, yeah. Yeah, maybe not daily, and that's but a few times a week for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, where we just have moments where we're like, oh, this does not feel safe. You know, or you go to hold hands, and you still worry. And this is in 2016, right. and I don't think I know, a lot dude. of people get that. Just, yeah. But there's still, because, I mean, we've been called names in Bloomington, you know. In, in Bloomington, people, for people that don't know, Bloomington's a, a very inclusive yes. community. Like, like, at one point, large. it was, what, second to San Francisco and, like, per capita? Yeah, and, per capita. We yeah. were, like, the third largest. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's very inclusive. So, it's, I mean, even there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying kind of about experiencing grace, uh, the first time my brother went with me to a gay bar maybe a month after I came out, um, he came with me, and he just kind of got tears in his eyes. And I said, what's going on? And he said, I don't think... <laughs> Give me tears. He said, I don't think I've ever been in a bar where you could just tell that everyone's decent to each other. You know, it was kind of the real, because everyone had been through so much. And I mean, not that this is the case in every gay bar. I mean, and maybe that's a good thing because we're growing so much now, the gays can have their little squabbles. (laughs) (laughs) But this was, you know, this is like over five years ago and in a small town. And, you know, everyone knew what it was like to face homophobia. Everyone knew what it was like to be hated. And so when they walked into that gay bar, they were going to treat each other with grace, dignity, and respect. And then even as a straight person, my brother Isaac experienced that. And he's like he's like this is holier than church that's what he said he said this feels like what i think church is supposed to yeah i encourage anybody that's sort of on the fence about being inclusive go to a pride festival i'm serious like i mean that like get some gay friends well that's really what for me what 
why when why finally because I, I grew up very anti-gay mm-hmm. I was very conservative sure I mean I was never violent about it because yeah. for one I weighed like 95 pounds if it was like going to get violent <laughs> no, probably, can you get it right I mean, yeah. I get, it's a lot of bark but yeah. not a lot, not of, a lot of bite so but you know what finally I, you know I sort of went through the progression of well you know love the sinner but hate the sinner oh, yeah. you know the whole progression <laughs> psychologically what well, finally pushed me to being actually yeah. inclusive was actually getting to know actual gay people as right. friends and not and there again it wasn't just an issue it was people yeah um, and, that's and that's why that's what makes all the difference yeah and that's why like I've, I told somebody the other night why I'm voting Democrat in this election I'm not crazy about the candidate but at the end of the day I have gay friends that could be damaged heavily. I have black friends that could be damaged heavily by a Trump presidency. I can't let that happen. So if I, whether I like that person or not, I'm not voting. I I have to vote this way for the people that I know because it's not an issue. It's not just an issue. It's a person. I have a lot of friends who are gay now, and like, really, that's one of the most important issues to me at this point. It is, and it's like I have I I have multiple friends now who are gay, transgender. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean. Yeah. I it's very. I and, cannot and, see them suffer anymore. Like I, fuck that. I'm the reality of, is, I'm like tired an, of outside suffering. of like global collapse, if Trump was president, I would maybe be fine because I'm a straight white guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to be the reality nah. for so many people right. that I know. Friends are gay, and so are I can't black, just vote. It's women, right? And I can't just vote. So I can't just vote for like myself. Yeah, I can't do it. Like so. I have to vote. I'm wanting to vote based on because this won't. This person won't damage my friends. Who I think, yeah. who I think will move this country forward for my friends, right? Or at the very least, not move it backward. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that was a little off the rails, but like, no, it's, it's, it, no, it's, it, you know, it get to know get to know somebody that's gay. Like, actually, get to know. Them. No agenda. Just get to know them. Mm-hmm. Don't get to know them to bring them to Jesus. Either. Don't get to, like. <laughs> just, just get to know them as a friend. <laughs> They're super fun. I'm not going to lie. Like, Daniel's fun to be around. I mean, this has been a really fun podcast. Our friend Jen is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I have yeah, so I many fun. There's yeah. Ashley and Alex who we had on here. So much fun to be around. Like, yeah, because of, there's a freedom there. And I think that's that's the key. Like, and there's, there's a, a and there's a grace to all. Yes, like there's a grace. Yes. Like there's no other. They understand. For it. Like they understand what rejection feels yeah. like. And they don't want to do that to other people. And they didn't. They didn't transmit that. They transformed it. Yeah. And so well, I think transmitting that hate to other yeah. people, they transformed it, and they've it's it's they love people. And everyone that identifies as LGBT or any of the other letters, they have to uh, accept themselves. And I don't mm-hmm. think straight people necessarily ever have to come no, to that moment no, of really no. accepting who they are and dealing with their shit and what makes them a human being. Um, and gay people have to, they kind of have to have that moment of reconciliation mm-hmm. if they come that's out anyway. Um, and I think that's kind of what's that freedom that you see. Because once you have that moment of acceptance, the freedom follows. Yeah. So I think it's something that's, unique to the community. That's a mic dropper. Yeah, that's a mic dropper. <laughs> I'd love to continue this conversation forever. We'll just have him back. That's yes. just yeah. We'll just talk about something random. We'll just have Daniel back just because. There we go. So, we need yeah. to talk about liturgy, too, because I know you're... Oh, yeah, really I love liturgy. liturgy. Yeah. Uh, I love, yeah. love liturgy. Can we go to um, the gay bar sometime? Yeah. I totally we should do a podcast in the gay bar. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. That is yeah. not a terrible Let's idea. Let's put a pin in that, and we'll do yep. that. Yep. we got to figure out a way to do that. All right. So that's a live podcast from the gay bar. Oh my god! I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's perfectly quiet. In there. So much <laughs> yeah. Fun. Who cares? So much fun, man. Hey, 
Yeah. We'd have to have a lot more equipment. <laughs> we probably want yeah. earphones a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's going to wrap up this section. We're going to go into feedback. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Oh, awesome. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you. Thank you. Um, go I ahead. had a shitty day, and that just made my day. I this is that. why we do this. It's yeah. Wonderful. Um, so we're going to go into feedback. Uh, we do not have any five-star reviews this oh, week. Oh, boo. So boo. Send us a five-star review on iTunes and rate us. Like, give us a review so we can read it on here. We will read it unless, only unless. Unless you post Spice Girl lyrics. Spice Girl lyrics. We won't read the Spice Girl lyrics. <laughs> that actually happens. But he, and there should be five-star reviews after this one, or that would be like a gay hate crime, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So don't do. We're getting like twenty of them this week. No, I don't hate the games. I'm gonna do a bunch of guilty five yes. star reviews. I love it. Okay, I All guess right. I like the podcast. <laughs> um, do you rate us on iTunes? Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can get it literally minutes before mm-hmm. uh, everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/pastors podcast. Um, we're going to do a hashtag. Do you have any this week? I don't, actually. I don't know, man. All right. Yeah. I I've, got, uh, I've got a few uh, here. Um, Nothing's going to be last week, so. Not, be yeah, great. it's going to be hard to beat last week's. <laughs> yeah. um, what I've got are three, shot, three, three shots, two beers. Um, <laughs> hashtag nail it to a mirror. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. Right there. Uh, Hashtag more work than it is worth. <laughs> um, Hashtag crocheted men's shorts. Um, Hashtag trying to be Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> That's too long, but that's too long, but I love it. And then hashtag make make this podcast great again. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's, that's killer. Okay, I'm, that's my vote. I are we, are we, do, are vote. we naming the podcast Gayest Podcast? Yeah, yeah. We yes. do okay, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like hashtag nail it to a mirror. I do like that one, man. man. Make this podcast. Oh, that's so good. Okay, hashtag make make this podcast great again. I'm I'm on board. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. So if you listen to this, (laughs) this podcast was not made in China. Yeah. Right. Absolutely (laughs) not. Mike on the Make America Great Again. Absolutely. Yes. Not made in China. Yeah. Um. So if you like, if you listen to the this podcast in its entirety, congratulations. um, Thank you. Um, You have stamina. Hashtag you don't, 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 don't let it go, stop Michael. It, stop, stop, let it go. Stop now. That's going nowhere good. Okay. Um, hit us up on social media, um, and uh, we will, you know, know that you read it, know that you listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, at uh, Pastors Podcast. Ooh, at Polly Named Brad. At Polly Named Matt. Radical underscore priest. Yes. So let us know you read it with uh, hashtag make this podcast great again. And I forgot to do the other feedback. So do we have any other feedback? Yeah, we did have other feedback. Feedback's usually like the longest section. Sorry, no, it's not that long. I Um, should warn you all that my mom has done feedback on my blogs before. (laughs) Oh, lovely. I can't wait. (laughs) She'll give us a one-star review. Speaking of which, I I should add, though, I truly love my parents. And although we disagree on a ton, we've had... Minimal restoration of relationships. Hey, so something. I, I, that's yeah, something. Glad for a little bit of that. Yeah. But yeah. So I do love you, mom and dad, if you're listening. <laughs> Very much. They're not. Can't imagine they're not. they made it. They, this they far. did not make it this far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, probably the two shots and 
three shots and two beers. <laughs> probably. <laughs> that probably, yeah. Um, Justin. This is where Michael. Hirsch, Hiroshima. This is where Michael struggles Hiroshima. with English. Um, says, at Bastard Podcast, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Oh, um, yes. We bashed Third Eye Blind. Well, I bashed Third Eye Blind a lot. Oh, yeah. And then, I did. But we had a good one. Yeah. Yes. They trolled the RNC. Did you hear about how they trolled the RNC? No, I missed oh, that. Oh, man. They were doing a charity event at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and they knew that a bunch of people from the RNC were going to be there, so mm-hmm. they played none of their hits. At all. Uh, jumper, he would they, play jumper. They played jumper because it's basically a song about how some guy killed himself. A gay guy. A gay guy killed himself. Uh, one of his friends, friends because he wasn't accepted. So it was like even that was a troll job. Wow. And then so he was like, raise your hand if you believe in science. And so they were like getting booed throughout the whole show. <laughs> it was so good. How sad is it though? Someone says, do you believe in science? <laughs> and people boo. Yeah. Right. I mean, which tells me they know their science is bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise they could still agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As if science is something to believe in, it's facts, kids. Yeah. It's data. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. Giff Reed, uh, former uh, hey, guest on the podcast, said, uh, hashtag hot tubs in Alabama Thunderpussy. <laughs> Which was what it was like. <laughs> um, I can't believe anyone else. Nathan Miller West said, Brad's joy equals hashtag hot tubs in Alabama Thunderpussy. <laughs> Eugenie, Eugenie Bauman wrote, you bet wrong. Hashtag hot tubs in Alabama Thunderpussy. You just say how many times you can say it in one podcast. Zach Copper uh, said, uh, at your set... TVA, I don't know, I'm not going to say it, um, said, proud, own, <laughs> proud owner of three Alabama Thunder Pussy albums and saw them live in 2005. <laughs> Hashtag hot tubs and Alabama Thunder Pussy. That is amazing. Adam Whosoever. Hashtag hot tubs and Alabama Thunder Pussy may bring joy. While not death metal, their album Open Fire is my newest fave. Thanks, at Pastors Podcast. <laughs> I'm glad we could help. Really hope they're gonna have like a reunion tour because of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Billy Patterson, That'd be fantastic. I'm always surfing the dark net for the finest in hashtag hot tubs and <laughs> Alabama Thunder Pussy. Actually. Yeah, 90% of our, our feedback yeah. was hot tubs. If you haven't guessed by now. Love it. So if you subtract the word pussy, you really didn't get much feedback. Normally we have a lot more feed, like, general yeah. feedback than this, but no. Yeah. Yes. Um, we, we, we said nobody would use that hashtag, and our, our, our turds took, it up, took yeah, us up yeah. on it. So thank you. <laughs> I guess. Thank you. Everyone, thanks. Thank you. Uh, everyone that gave us feedback. <laughs> um, again, this is... No five-star reviews, 50 hashtags, Alabama Thunderbussy. That's Hot all we got. And Alabama yep. um, so again, hit us up on social media. Oh, uh, hashtag make this, make this podcast great again. I think after last week's podcast, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good hashtag to follow up. Yeah, we need to redeem ourselves oh, from gosh. Alabama Thunderbussy. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have we said this? A lot. So many. Way more than we ever Somebody thought. Somebody go back and re rewatch the re listen to this episode and count how many times we say if only you knew what happened to a gay man inside every time we went to see There's hardly anything left of me. I guess we're not as inclusive as we are. That's so good. <laughs> Cannot end it any better than no, that. No, that's a good one. Yeah, so 
Now it's the time in the week where we fire somebody into the sun. Uh, <laughs> a section that we're increasingly yes. uncomfortable with. Yes, we feel terrible about doing this. But you know what? Yellow swag. We're going to do it again. Anyway. <laughs> Yellow swag. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Any final words? No. No. Thank you, good. Daniel. Yes, yes. Thank, thank you truly so much. Thank, thank you for having me. I'm so scared six, right now. Five, four, three, two, one. Chachi! <laughs> Chachi's not to blame, it's Scott Bayo that's the it's problem. The same thing.